Hey there, this is Larry, and I'm here with Armin. You're about to listen to a great episode. But before you do, we want to let you know that we're now podcasting over at the Bold Idea Podcast. That's right, and we're not adding any new episodes to Reinventure Me, but we think you're really going to like what we're doing on the Bold Idea Podcast. We're interviewing some great guests and packing ideas and inspiration to help you put your faith to work to bring your idea to life. So when you're done with this episode, go check it out at boldideapodcast.com. Episode 60 of the Reinventure Me Podcast. Have you ever left a meeting with someone feeling worse than when you started? Well, don't be that guy. We're going to talk about five ways to leave others better than you found them on this episode of Reinventure Me. Find your next great beginning. Welcome to the Reinventure Me Podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Hello and welcome to episode 60. Can Whoa. you believe it or not? Whoa. <laughs> I'm, feeling, I'm feeling old already. <laughs> <laughs> it's only 60 weeks. Really, so. <laughs> this is true. This is Larry Gates and I'm here with my co-host. Armin Asadi. And we are bringing you the podcast for what's next in life because we're here to help you discover ways to reinvent your life, your opportunities, and the ventures God's called you into. That's because this is the Reinventure Me podcast. So we're uh, we're happy to be here. That's right. On episode sixty, let's just say that a couple more times <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah, let's, until it sinks in. Until it sinks in, yeah, yeah, we'll have a little midlife crisis on our show. <laughs> well, we want to first of all just start off by saying thanks to the listeners who've made this show really spreading the word about the show. Yeah, yeah, we had a record number of downloads of the Reinventure Me podcast in March. We did, and it's just fun to see people sharing it and talking about it. Yeah. And I've had other people come up to me and go, oh, yeah, I like this podcast on whatever. We're get, starting to get emails and interaction. It's like, yeah, people are actually listening to the show. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all for listening to it. I want to give a shout out to Joe Rico 32 Armin, this is the first time, I think, that we've ever gotten a six-star review. <laughs> it's a non-existent <laughs> star system, but yeah. he created it. Six-star <laughs> review on iTunes. Yeah, you can only get five stars, right? But the title of his review was Six Stars. So I'm like, yeah, I'll take that, you know? I to, love him. Yeah, it's right. I so, corresponded with him a little bit on uh, LinkedIn. Yeah. He's, uh, he's an awesome guy. Yeah, awesome guy, yeah. So he gave us an overachieving uh, mark, which is great. And he says this, your show's in a category all by itself. I'm always impressed with the high-quality, useful content that each show delivers. Thank you guys for all that you do. Well, thanks, Joe, for leaving a review on iTunes and for listening. We truly are humbled by that, and we're glad that you found some useful information in the show. And, you know, I kind of laughed when he said your show is in a category all by itself because, you know, when we started this show, we're, like, trying to figure out, well, what iTunes category do we fit into? So, all right, maybe it should be in a category all by itself, in which case then we'd be the number one show. That's right, in our own category. We should have created a category. Right, right. Uh, Joe, where were you? We're graduating the class of one. (laughs) Hey, whatever. That means you're valid Victorians. Exactly. Hey, you know, you got got to rig the system if you want to get there, right? That's right, that's right. Well, listen, we're going to talk about leaving others better than you found them today. And this, I think, is an important episode. You know, we all like to feel like we interact with other people and we come away feeling a little bit better. And right. sometimes that doesn't happen, does it? Yeah, uh, yeah. there's definitely those times where you feel worse than you came in. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about all the different ways not to do that and how to leave people better. But let's start with our Inspire Me quote. Let's do it. This is one of my favorite quotes of all time, regardless what it's about. But this one's by Maya Angelou. She says, I've learned that people forget what you said. People forget what you did. 
but people will never forget how you made them feel. Mm. And that's probably one of the quotes that's carried me through most of my leadership and most of anything that I do. Cause I realized a lot of times I care so much about the outcome that I didn't care about the process. Sometimes you would leave people feeling not the best, but you got the best outcome. That doesn't work out always. And that's really changed everything in my leadership and the way I do business. If it's a client that I've never closed or anything like that, I still try to do my best to make them feel good about having an interaction with me because it mm. makes them quick to even recommend me. Yeah, well, this is a show about reinventing. And I have to say that from just seeing the Facebook comments on your page that you've successfully reinvented yourself in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you had this quote, I think, a week or so ago on your page, did you not? I did. Yeah, and I saw all the people not only liking the quote, but commenting about how you left them feeling inspired and uplifted. And Yeah, them just telling me that is kind of a way of making me feel better about myself. So (laughs) I think it went full circle. Well, that's right. They did that and they lifted you up, but obviously they're returning the favor because you've done the same for them, which is what this episode is about. Yeah. You know, in many ways, we're here not just to improve ourselves, but to make others better. And when we do that, of course, you become the kind of person that people want to be around. Yep. And because, hey, I like to be around people that are fun to be around. Yeah. And people want to connect you. It's weird. Yeah. You know, they might not even know why connecting you to certain people. They're just like, hey, you got to meet this guy or this girl. Just because he's a likable guy and he's got a positive attitude. and, And every time you're with him, you're always feeling a little bit better. Yeah. So I remember 20 years ago when I started my business, meeting this guy early on, name's Dan. We don't get together all that often anymore. But every time I got together with him, he always left me feeling like, oh, the time ran short. And I always realized... I felt better about myself. Hmm. It was just the positive guys. One of those guys you go, wow, I really enjoy that guy. And what Hmm. that did for me was it always put me in a predisposition to want to help him. Wow. You know, just because he made you feel good about yourself. Yeah. It wasn't in a slimy way. It was in an authentic way. Yeah. And if I'm having a positive encounter with him, then I want other people to experience that as well. Yeah. You know, because like, hey, great guy. I want to help him out. Right on. And that's what you can get from doing this. So Yeah, which is what makes it so important. That's why we're talking about it today. Right. And it's important that we start out with a mindset that you're meeting maybe to accomplish an objective, but key part of that objective ought to be to leave them feeling better about themselves than when you found them. Yes. If you could think about that, even every meeting that you have, anytime you have an encounter, whether it's a social encounter with a friend or a business encounter where you're trying to have an objective... If you go into it with already a predisposition to say, I want to have an outcome of this time together that they feel better about themselves than when I met them. And that might be just putting yourself into a prayerful mindset, you know, and just to say, hey, I want to leave this meeting mindful of how I might be able to help them in some way. Right on. Best way of being a person that can leave people better than they found them is always ask that question as soon as you have an interaction because whether it's a 30-second conversation or a 30-minute conversation doesn't make a difference. But as soon as you ask that question of yourself, you start looking for things. Yeah, and if you can go into it even before you're in the meeting and Mm -hmm. go into it with a prepared mind to say, you know, whatever it takes, I'm going to be here to try to help them feel better about themselves or leave them in a way that's better improved in some ways. Yeah, right on. 
I think for me, I try to do it everywhere, every chance I get. So it's not about meetings for me. It's about encounters for me. Mm -hmm. So whether I'm ordering my Big Mac at McDonald's or picking up my tea at Starbucks or whatever it is, you're amazing at this. If anybody knows Larry, they know this is true. If you walk into a caribou, anywhere that Larry it's my goes, other office. <laughs> yeah, anywhere Larry normally goes, as soon as he walks up to the counter, it's free drinks, free meals. Oh, hey, Larry. They act like they've known him for 14 years. Like, good gosh, man. How long have you known him? Oh, I met him two weeks ago. You know, he's just my buddy. Like, are you kidding me? He just handed everything over to you for free just because you're that guy. But that's what you do. You're amazing at it. You always make those people feel amazing and they feel amazing to serve you, which says a lot. Well, and it's fun for me too. It yeah. really is. And to have people come up and tell me what's going on in their life and, oh, yeah, and whatever, totally you know. Do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's fun. Uh, it's just a blast to do that. But there's some strategies that we can have or some ways that we can help make people feel better about themselves. And certainly we're going to suggest five and none of these are exhaustive. In other words, there's probably innumerable ways to do it, but there's five very simple ways that you can do that. The first is to affirm them. Mm -hmm. Find something about them that you can praise. The Bible says we're to seek out that which is excellent and praiseworthy, Mm -hmm. and that's in people. So accommodate that. Now, we talked in our last episode, you might remember episode 59, you know, when we were a lot younger? (laughs) (laughs) We were a week younger. Yeah, exactly. Well, we talked about that there's a difference between affirmation and validation. We're not trying to do validation here. We're trying to say, hey, there's something inside of you that is really worth celebrating. Mm -hmm. And here's the key, though. If you're going to affirm someone, don't focus on fixed traits. Back to our mindset episode. And I think we've made an agreement now that every episode of ours is going to refer back to episode four about mindset. <laughs> Everything <right>? revolves <laughs> around that. It almost seems that way, doesn't Welcome it? Welcome to the mindset episode. Podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We well, there is one, actually. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. If you focus on fixed traits you're not really helping affirm what their possibility is. Give some examples of things. So think about if you say something about, hey, you're really smart, then you're telling somebody something that you think is a trait. They're going to encounter something that's going to test that trait. And then they're going to walk away saying, oh, I'm not all that smart. I was Mm -hmm. told I was smart, but I'm not really smart. Right? Okay. What would be better is to think about something that affirms an idea or, you know, this idea you had, that's really very good. That's mm-hmm. a great idea, and you ought to pursue that. Or the energy that they had towards something. Boy, you really applied yourself there. Or the way in which you've seen them change. Mm-hmm. You know, I've just seen you really grow in this area. This is like something you're really, really good at. Are you, do you know that? Yeah. I mean, do you know that you're, you're very capable in doing this stuff? But I've seen the growth in it. So it's not like a fixed mindset thing. You're complimenting them on how they've changed. One of the best ways to do this just startled me. When somebody told me something about me, they linked me to somebody that we both know. So they said, you know, you really inspire me the way, and I'm not going to say this because it sounds a little bit (laughs) too self-serving, so I'm not going to do that because that's not the point. But they gave me the name of somebody that we probably all know Mm. who is fairly famous Mm. and is an inspiring person. Mm. And they just said, you inspire me the same way that person does. Oh, wow. Wow. What a great compliment. It was a terrific compliment. I think I went home and I told Anna, I said, hey, you know, Anna, I heard from this person said I inspire them. Can you believe? I didn't feel worthy of it. But here's the thing that I thought about that later. I thought, here's the power of that. Hmm. The power of that is you're taking a brand that you agree upon somebody. You know, it's like 
you know, if I said, Hey, you know what? You're the kind of person that has the humility of Billy Graham. You know, if you said that, uh-huh. right. Yeah. You'd go, well, I know what you mean when you say that, yeah. you know, I know what you, the power and the humility of Billy Graham. If you said that to someone, mm-hmm. you instantly can identify with what that means. So there's brand transference. You both agree, but it's also both somebody you respect. And it's like, that sticks with you. Yeah. Cause <laughs> like, it's not something you normally say, but if you believe that about someone, that they inspire you in the way that somebody else might inspire you, or they behave in a way that somebody else might do that you both can agree upon. You can respect what a powerful way to leave somebody with some affirmation. Right on. So we're going to jump to the second thing. Yeah. The second point is listen empathetically. One of the things I've realized I do, this is a downfall of mine after learning how not to be a husband is every time my wife came to me with a problem, I always try to solve it. Oh Yes. It's my go-to. That's the guy thing. Yeah. And the funny thing is I always try to dismiss the emotion, mm-hmm. right? That was my go-to. All right. Let's just remove the emotion for a second. Mm-hmm. Tell me what the problem is so yeah, we can, so we can fix up, it. Yeah. Right? And then, then you'll be fine and you won't be a bother to me anymore. <laughs> oh, what a mistake. If you, Hey, listen, if you just got married, don't <laughs> yes. do that. Just don't, don't be do that guy. <laughs> don't be that guy. Yeah, we warned you at the beginning of this episode. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. I never realized what a <laughs> terrible move that was until my wife was able to break down to me what that does. And let me just tell you, it does not do good things. Mm-hmm. It invalidates her. It, whatever. There's mm-hmm. a lot of negative things that go with it. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I've learned to do, especially in my marriage, and it works outside of my marriage with friends and so on, is that I am there just to listen Mm -hmm. and put myself in their shoes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the greatest form of wisdom is just being there for someone and not saying anything. Yeah, right on. You know? And so if you could just remember that one thing, I think that could be a powerful enough tool that will help you leave people, some people better than you found them. Well, you know, that's a survival strategy for marriage. Don't go home without it. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got to have that in your tool chest is right. just to say, listen, I'm going to just listen to what they have to say and being empathetic. But I was just on the phone with somebody yesterday hmm. and they told me about a situation that was going on in their life. And I just simply said, boy, I'm really sorry to hear that. Yeah. In a way that was honest and genuine hmm. and it just taking the time to pause and say it that way. Yeah. His response was, that was the best thing you could have said. Mm-hmm. You know, I just really appreciate that you didn't try to label it, fix it, give me some resources, tell me any more. You know, it's just like, just enter into where I was at with just mm-hmm. this sense of, hey, this is a bad thing. Yep. <laughs> and I'm sorry you're suffering through yeah. it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I really am. Right on. There's a verse from the Bible, I think it says, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who mm-hmm. weep. That's really just kind of hitting this point home. Yeah. You know, there's real good insight in that verse too, because when you match someone's emotions, that is a way of being empathetic. And it's really hard to do that because suppose you get with somebody who's really sorrowful, you Mm. know, and you go, I can tell they're having a bad day. One of the things that happens is you sit there and you ask yourself, do I have time for this? So you just try to find a soft exit, you know, a way that you can get an off ramp to the meeting in a way that doesn't, you know, crash the relationship. But yeah. you know, the best thing to do might be to just stay and linger because right. they might just need you to be willing to just linger yeah. and stay present. Right? Yeah. And then with those who rejoice, you know, those people who celebrate, you might, your resistance to that might be, well, I don't have that kind of celebration in my life. So I'm glad you're happy. 
let's get over it and let's talk about you know what's going on with me. <laughs> that's not lingering either into right. what they're joyful in. So taking joy in what they're being joyful. I mean, that's just such a powerful thing to do. Yeah, you know what's weird is we always talk about the negative, but we kind of gloss over the positive. I have friends in my life that are extremely successful. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people that hate their success. It's unbelievable that when they want to celebrate, they automatically point to them and think, oh, how arrogant. Oh, how this. Didn't you do a song? Haters are going to hate. Hate is going to hate. Hey, hey. Dang it. You brought Taylor Swift back into this episode. No. (laughs) But it's so weird. It's like they want to be their friend. But as soon as they want to celebrate a victory, all of a sudden they're like, oh, you're so arrogant. Oh, you're so this. It's like, no, you're a friend. They want to celebrate with you. If they don't talk about their wins, that's right. What point is in that relationship if they can only listen to your woes, but you can't celebrate their wins? Yeah, that's absolutely right. You shut that off and you've really shut off an important part of a relationship. Finding ways to celebrate with others is huge. Yeah. Absolutely huge. Right on. Anyways, well, what's another one? Sharing inspiring thoughts. So there's a lot of situations where you're, you're going to find yourself sitting down with someone telling you about whatever that they're dealing with the issue or whatever it is, right? It might not be an issue. It might be something that they're paving the way for business. They're trying to build the ministry they're trying to build or whatever it is. And sometimes you might not have something that can help them, but everybody has always heard these inspiring quotes or inspiring verses from listening to a sermon or whatever it is. If it made you think of something inspiring, just share that inspiring thought. It may not be from you, but that thought in itself, that quote in itself could do wonders for a person. Yeah, you know, and you don't even need to be responding to a situation. It could just be an interaction. You go, hey, I want to share something that really meant a lot to me this week. You know, yep. this, you know, what Maya Angelou said, you know, this is like really cool. Yep. And I've been really working on it. That can help leave somebody better because they're keying off of what is inspiring to you. And it just might be the thing that, that gives them that lift for themselves. You know, just to make a point, I shared that quote with a pastor two years ago. And he's not the greatest communicator. He's not like the rah, rah, rah pastor. And he's surrounded by them. So he always felt less than. Mm -hmm. And I kind of knew it. And I remember sitting down with him and I just really felt it like to share that quote with him. And I said, hey, before I leave, I'm going to share this quote with you. I said the Maya Angela quote. And I said, I've never sat with you one time where you allowed me to get up and leave without you making me feel good about the person that I am. Mm -hmm. And I want you to know you're the type of pastor that I would come to any and every chance I get because of that. And I want you to know how appreciative I am of you. That's great. So two weeks ago, whenever it was, I posted that quote Mm -hmm. because of that pastor. Oh, that's neat. I ran into him. He said, I never forgot about what you said. Oh, that's neat. And he said, I realize what I do and I realize what my gift is because I never knew it before. Yeah. And you posted that because you had that interaction. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's great. But he made me feel good. But what yeah, would you, well, you know, the one thing to maybe add to this is just to be sure that you don't go out like a quote machine. Right. You know, this isn't the idea of of just throwing out successory quotes to people. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like what Voltaire said. He said, a pithy quote proves nothing, which, of course, <laughs> is a pithy quote. But <laughs> the point is, is that if you're inspired by something, it doesn't necessarily need to be a quote. It could just be a thought you had or an idea, something that it lifts you up. You can lift another up by just sharing what's lifted you up. Mm -hmm. And the key is make sure it's fresh. You know, you can't take yesterday's meat. It's got to be meaningful to you. If it's still inspiring to you, then you'll lift somebody up because of it. Because they'll see your energy and they'll go, oh, that's cool. And they'll be dragged along with your enthusiasm for it. So this isn't just to say, hey, be pithy and lift others up with with pithiness. Yeah. 
or even just remembering stories that are similar of breakthroughs. But that goes back to the second point that we had of mm-hmm. listening empathetically. Listening to those stories, say three years ago, and the guy had a breakthrough three years later, that exact story that started out sad or disappointing three years later became the most encouraging, inspiring story. Yeah. And just because you listened the first time, you have an inspiring mm-hmm. thought to share with someone. Mm-hmm. But anyways, what's the next thing that I know this is something you love? I love this one because it's so easy, and that is smile. You know, mm-hmm. one of the best ways that you can leave others better than you found them is just simply smiling. Yeah. Now, there's good psychological research to back all that up. First of all, smiling oh, wow. is contagious. They've done research on this is that if I smile, you're more likely to smile. Now, here's the thing. The reason for this is that they put functional MRI scans on people and measured what happens when people smile at them. Okay. Really? <laughs> and what they found was that when you see a smile, you see a happy face, it activates the medial basotemporal lobes. And that's where we have our hippocampus, our amygdala, our parahippocampal region. Basically, it's the part of our brain that is involuntary. Hmm. So when we see a smile, we can't help but smile back. That just triggers it. Hmm. It's We just reflexively will smile back. Now, we may not give a full face smile like we receive, yeah. but we'll smile back. Now, I can already see you're smiling because I'm smiling. You right. can see it in your eyes, even though your mouth is hidden behind the microphone. <laughs> but here's what happens. When you smile, right, because it's contagious, causes the other person to smile. Now, here's the deal. Smiling itself releases endorphins. Hmm. And endorphins is, you know, that good mood hormone that you get, that you get this runner's high, you know, when you run. That's the endorphins that you get. And when you smile, you actually start releasing endorphins. So you actually feel better and your heart rate goes down. So Mm -hmm. imagine that you want to help somebody feel better about themselves and lower their heart rate. Just smile because they'll reflexively smile back at you, right? Right. They've also found something else. When you smile, people are more likely to find you empathetic, which is back to our point number two. And they're more likely to think that you're trustworthy. Yeah. I love that. There is statistics put behind a smile. They said people are 17% more likely to like you if you smile in your initial meeting. Mm -hmm. As soon as you're saying hi to each other, if you're smiling, that you're 17% more likely that they'll like you. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll just keep that statistic in mind. The other statistic being that 72.5% of statistics are made made up up on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) So we don't know what it is. But I think research has proven that it is more likely to attract people to you Mm -hmm. and it helps people feel better about themselves. Right on. So true. Yeah. So what is a final point that you would give? Well, the last one is, again, like the rest of these are kind of obvious, but sometimes we just need to say it because you can enter into an encounter and miss it entirely. And that is simply to offer to help. Yeah. And that might be that you want to pray with them about a situation or that you might give some kind of tangible offer. Yeah. You don't want to just say, you know, hey, that's good to hear or sorry you're going through that. I sure hope you wish you well. Good luck. Yeah, good luck with that. (laughs) Sure hope thinks, let me know how that works out for you, you know. But no, give me some tangible offer. And we've talked about that in our networking episode, really helping people connect to one another. It's one thing that you do really well. I mean, you're like, the fastest gun in the West, you know, like back to this problem solving thing. You like, you've got your two shooters out there and you like, oh man, this is what's going on. Oh, I got this person. I got this person. Right. And you need to talk to this person and this person will help you out and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's like, you're just like rapid fire right. bringing out your network guns to help people My favorite do guns. their thing. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So when we meet with other people, if we're thinking about, all right, am I hearing, you know, when we talk about listening empathetically, hmm. Put yourself in the, okay, what would I do 
not to say how would you solve it for them because mm-hmm. that crosses the line where they may not have asked for advice. They're just needing somebody to listen to them. Right. But you can still offer to say, hey, you know, there's some things that might be helpful. You know, and you want to be careful that you're not trying to solve the problem for them. But there's somebody that you might be able to talk to that I can connect you in my network. Uh, there's all kinds of things that you might personally be able to do. Right. When a guy told me about what he was going through with an affair that he found his wife had, I said, listen, this is going to be a complex road for you to walk down. Yeah. And I'm going to commit to you to walk with you through it. Hmm. That's my offer to you. It's just you can call anytime. I'll spend whatever time we need together to help you process. And just to have somebody for him to know that you're not in it alone and mm. being an offer to somebody to help. And it doesn't have to be that dramatic. Yeah. It can be a very simple thing. It's like, I'm going to cook you up with three people. Yeah. You know? Or even if you can't tell, ask the question, Hey, how can I be a help to you today? I, was, I, I met with a guy today. It wasn't clear to me that I could help. I said, Hey, is there anything that I might be able to do that can help you with what's important to you right now? Right. He said, mm, no, not that I can think of, mm. but I almost always get somebody saying back to me, Thank you for asking. Mm. And how few people actually ask that question. Yeah, it is true. Not a ton of people do. Yeah. I will say this. I have this memory that's ingrained in my mind of Pastor Mike from Redeeming Love Church. I remember one of the first times I met this guy, he asked me about something like he saw something on my face. I don't know how he saw it, felt it, and just intuited it, whatever it was. He saw there was something wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And he walked up, he said, hey, what's going on? And I couldn't share, but he said well, hey, you know, if you need anything, you let me know, okay? And I said, hey, you know, just your prayers would be Mm -hmm. great. You know, typical Christian, Mm -hmm. brush off, whatever. Mm -hmm. I remember that same night or next night, I get something from him that said, hey, when I was praying for you about whatever you were going through, I got this verse that came to me. And he gave me that verse and I read it. And it was so spot on with the situation that I was going for. But the thing that ingrained it into me is that but he hadn't forgotten? He actually prayed for me because mm-hmm. I'm so used. Wow! To, Imagine that, right? Isn't that crazy? Somebody that said they'll pray for you, and they actually did. Actually, did it, right? Oh it, my goodness! It wasn't this like who is this guy? Christian? Well, I'm on my team. I know, <laughs> but I'll never forget it. I will never forget. Right? I'll go to his church because of that. Because I was like, man, you are true to your word. You are a pastor of pastors. You mean what you say. I'm all about it. Yeah, when I was on my writing project a couple of years ago, I had a guy who said, hey, I'm going to pray for your writing project. So thank you. You know, you get that all the time. Yeah. So he sends me an email. He says, I'm praying for you at 11 o'clock today. What can I be praying about? Hmm. I'm like, okay, that's cool. The next week, I got another one. I'm praying for you at 11 o'clock today. Every Tuesday at 11 o'clock was when, and it was like, this guy's serious. Yeah. You know, yeah. that helps. That is. <laughs> it is like, there's somebody out there that's like seriously attentive to what your need is. That was a great encouragement. Yeah. That like, left me feeling better than I was before. Yeah. It feels like you have real support behind you. Yeah. So we should probably talk about a challenge and all. Yeah. This. How about you tell us the challenge? <laughs> well, here, here's, this is going to be really simple because we started the show saying, hey, these are five ideas that you can use to leave another. What we'd like to hear is what strategies do you employ? to help leave others better than you found them. And here's the deal. Go to reinventure.me slash six zero, which is where you'll find our show notes for this show, mm-hmm. and just leave a comment and let us know and let others know or call our show line at 612-314-5447 and let us know what you do to help leave others better than you found them. We'd love to hear that. 
Yeah. So it's a simple challenge this it time It is a pretty around. simple challenge. <laughs> we might even post it on Facebook, see if we get any traction. There we go. Too. So there if you go. find us on Facebook, whether it's our website or you call in, either way, we'd love to hear from you and hear what you have as ideas. But for today, this is all we got. So we want to thank you guys for joining us. Again, if you like this episode, just go to reinventure.me backslash six zero or find us on iTunes or Stitcher at reinventure.me backslash iTunes or reinventure.me backslash Stitcher. And leave us a six star review. Six star review. Yes. (laughs) Follow this trend. (laughs) And thanks again for sharing out our show to others. It really does mean a lot to us to see that people are downloading more and more episodes and also to receive your comments on our show line and all the rest. Hey, this has been a great time, Armin. Good to see you again. And you know what? When I get together with you, I do always feel like I'm better than Hey, than feelings started, mutual, so. All right. So listen, I hope you found that after listening to this episode that you're also feeling better than when we found you and when we started. And if not, don't tell anybody. But if so, a lot of others know about tell the show. Everybody. Hey, and we're going to see you next week. You've been listening to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. 